Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich Promise, episode 252. Hey, my riches, I'm Hayut, and I'm so happy to be here today. My guest today, Robin Johnson, started her journey from being afraid she won't be able to pay her bills to hearing on the Dave Ramsey show about selling used products. So she took a hundred dollars out of her emergency fund. I can still remember the five twenties in my hand, she said. It felt like a million dollars. We started buying things at garage sales and then reselling them on Craigslist. From that hundred dollars, we built a million dollar business selling physical products on Amazon. I believe you're going to find this story by Robin Johnson really inspiring. Robin Johnson has been heralded as one of the country's foremost leaders on the topic of selling and marketing products on Amazon.com. Robin has been a guest on shows like Entrepreneurs on Fire, Confessions of a Marketer, and is a Sam Rush Academy professor. Robin is the co-founder of Marketplace Blueprint, a digital agency that specializes in listing optimization and advertising on Amazon. She has over a decade of experience of selling online on Amazon, eBay, and other e-commerce venues. Robin Johnson, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I love getting to share with others, so I appreciate the, the opportunity. It's great that you are here, and I'm very happy you are here. I just shared with my listeners what you've done until now, and I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today, and where are you heading? So what I'm doing now, I, I'm doing what I love. I get to help uh, people with physical products. Uh, market their products on Amazon. So we have an agency that helps run the ads and does the listings for people on Amazon. And I love that. I'm also really passionate about Disney, Star Wars, and my course, my kids. Uh, so <laughs> we get to do, we try to squeeze in as much travel and adventures and board games as we can. So, uh, trying to find balance in this chapter of my life is as much as balance ever exists for an entrepreneur. And how did you come to physical products? Most of the people today, it's much easier to go to online and sell for companies and you are dealing with physical products. How come? I definitely came in through the side door. I had no intention of doing this. I had no marketing experience. Uh, about 11 plus years ago, I was working in a church and I loved what I did, um, but you don't get paid a lot. And my son got sick. And there was a moment where they were testing him for like Job's disease, this, this crazy thing. And, you know, they're like, the test is going to cost this much. And I would love to say that my first instinct was a mom was, yes, anything it takes. But, you know, it was really kind of clouded with, how do I keep this kid alive and not oh. lose the house? 
you know, and I just felt like we were going to be scared forever. You know, the, the air conditioner would make a thump or the car would make a noise. And, you know, I would just pull the blankets over my head uh, in bed and just want to cry because I felt like we were going to be terrified for the rest of our lives. And so I yeah. was doing like the Dave Ramsey thing, actually. And um, he in one episode, he talked about people who were like buying strollers and reselling them. Uh, and so I was like, I could do that. So I took $100 out of our emergency fund. I can still remember the 520s in my hand. It felt like a million dollars. And <laughs> we started buying things at garage sales and reselling them on Craigslist and then eBay. I'm pretty sure my son's first sight word was garage because I would take my two little kids. I had a six-month-old and a, uh, you know, I guess he would have been about three or four at the time. Uh, and so they were, you know, out there with me. Um from there, we started, we, from that $100, we built it into a million-dollar business selling wow. physical products on Amazon. Um, at first, we were buying, you know, then we, we moved from buying it used items to buying things in retail stores to buying wholesale. Uh, and then I started coaching other high-volume Amazon sellers. And then we realized what a big problem Amazon was for brands. And about five years ago, we started our agency. And so now we get to work with, you know, some brands that are like the Shark Tank size companies and some publicly traded companies. And it's so much fun getting to help those businesses expand to reach more customers and hire more people. What a beautiful story. Wow. It's been a fun decade plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a challenging one, but uh, it sounds like a fun one. Yes. As an entrepreneur yourself. What would be your best advice to any entrepreneur that is listening to us right now? Mainly regarding the customer focus or customer approach, but it can be uh, regarding other things as well. I think when you're looking at customer approach, making sure that you're actually asking what your customers really want. Uh, a lot of times, uh, and if you've ever read uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and I think it's in chapter in the step six or something, he talks about really going forward and, and taking the time to ask customers. There have been times where a brand has come to us and said, this is how people search for our product or this is how people use our product. And then we look at the reviews on Amazon. We look at what people are saying about them online. And there's actually this whole other use case. There's a whole other terminology. In order to get your customers to, to feel like you get them, you want to mimic their language and you want to make sure you really understand what are their internal and their external motivation. So not just do I need a bento lunchbox, but I want to make sure that you know, my kid's teacher knows that we're providing healthy food. I want to make sure that my kids feel like they're very loved and taken care of. Those those two things are what really drive purchases. Uh, so I would say make sure you're really keyed into what's actually going on in your buyer's mind. Hmm, love that. Do you have any other advice in addition to that? Be patient. Be patient. Yeah, <laughs> I think that especially when I started, um, you know, I had somebody that was mentoring me. Her, her name was Pat and she was amazing. And she was, you know, I was like, I'm going to take over the world. And I was, you know, I was so excited and I was so like driven. And there was a point where she's like, you know, you want to think about, you know, not just growing for growth sake and not trying to rush through things. And, you know, honestly, I didn't take that advice. And I think that I would have been better off if I had. Uh, you know, there, it, it can be, I see people, especially when I'm looking at, like, sometimes we'll look at the books for companies that help them understand profitability because profit, uh, product-based businesses can be very cash flow intensive. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, one thing that we see a lot is that sometimes companies will take on a lot of debt 
in order to buy that next round of inventory. And debt can be a very good thing, but it can also, if it's not managed appropriately and you don't have a clear plan, it can also get you into a lot of trouble. Um, so don't try to skip steps. Enjoy each moment. Uh, just if you have kids, you know, when you're in that toddler phase, it feels like a nightmare. But when your kids are teenagers, you think about how cute it was that, you know, they would mm -hmm. say, you know, the funny things that they would say and, you know, the times that they did something that was really cute. You're going to have that same experience with your business. Uh, there are points where you're going to feel like this is the worst stage ever. And you're going to look back and be like, wow, I can now see the really good parts. So just know that, you know, this too shall pass if you're in one of those rough stages and you just have to keep getting up and be patient and it will and keep focused on what what's going to move the action forward. Love that. Love that advice. Um, you've got successes. We already heard about some and we are going to hear about it in a minute. But I want to ask you, what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers? The one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most? Amazon is a unique place to sell because if, especially if you're a reseller like where we were in the beginning, it was, you know, it's easy for you to not be as connected to the customer if you're not the actual brand or manufacturer because it's, you know, I'm, I'm just picking things that sell. And so, you know, the, the thing that actually set us back the most is, is related to cash flow. I was getting tired and, um, you know, we, there was a lot to manage. And so I tried to just, you know, manage by abdication. I said, you know, I hired somebody that was supposed to manage our cash flow, uh, but I wasn't monitoring it well enough and it got us in some trouble. Um, and then it took us, you know, it took us quite a long time to get out of it and it added a lot of stress. It made the business very much not fun um, for a long period of time. Um, and even though I loved what I did, the, the extra stress definitely took a, a toll physically and emotionally. So I think that that's probably the biggest thing, you know, customer wise, you know, I think it's always about communication and I've never been in a place where I've over communicated and that's been a bad thing. It's always, you know, there were times where we maybe weren't clear enough about what was, you know, what was what the expectation was and so we have found that by being extra clear going over things um that we might have originally thought were assumed it makes a much better customer experience for everybody Same. thank you and now i would like you to tell us the story of your greatest most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customers you know there have been a couple of customers that have come to us, uh, you know, because we're an agency or a digital marketing agency, um, we get a lot of people that come to us having been burned by other agencies. Uh, and so I think the biggest success is are when we've kind of gone out of the way to provide off Amazon uh, connections or uh, to kind of use the resources that we have in our network to help. Um, other sellers, um, you know, we have one uh, publicly traded company that we that had worked with an agency previously, um, and, and you know they're a large company, so they had significant sales on Amazon. Um, but we were able to, you know, by really communicating what changes we needed to make, by really working on reassessing and changing their approach to their ads on Amazon, we were able to grow their year-over-year -year sales 118 percent. Wow. Uh, and then we were, it, that extra revenue, um, helped them get another round of investment 
that get netted forty million dollars to the company. Um, so wow. we're really proud of the work that we've done with that company. Sounds amazing. They're great clients. We love we love the people that we work with. That's the nice part about what I do is I get to to choose who we, you know who we partner with, and I love the brands that we work with. Yeah. I mean, can you recommend the best, most effective technological or digital tool? that's related to customer-focused marketing or sales. However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you and might help other entrepreneurs as well. You know, I feel I feel the same way. There's a lot of shiny tools that just add to your expenses, which makes it harder for you to hit break even. So I'm going to do something maybe a little different. I'm going to share something that's not going to cost somebody anything. If you have a competitor that's doing well, there's some place where there's reviews. So if you have a physical product, go to your product on Amazon, your competitor's products on Amazon, look at your website reviews, their website reviews, copy and paste all of them in just Google Word Cloud and copy and paste all of those reviews into that big, into all of the, in all of that text. It might be pages and pages uh, into a Word Cloud and then look at the words that your customers are using. And then review your current marketing to make sure that you're mimicking the language, even if that language isn't correct. So even if they're calling the stem of the orchid a stick, mimic that language because that's the language that they're using. Um, and so, you, of course, you want to include the proper terminology. We see this a lot with products. You know, if you're, if you're marketing to the office manager and you're off, you're, you're marketing a phone, um, then it, it's okay to use plain language. If you're marketing to the IT director, you need to have a specific uh, terminology that somebody who is more technical and analytical is going to be looking for. You're going to get a lot of insight into how your customer thinks, uh, and you can look at the intent behind those words to identify where your customer might be and how to best reach them. Hmm. It is an original tool, isn't it? I love free tools that... You know, I, People are like, do you ever use software the way it's actually intended? And, in you know, sometimes. Mm. <laughs> but I like finding alternate uses to things. Mm, beautiful. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really helps us win. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? I think that my key success factor is that I want to always learn more. Um, and so where I've seen, you know, the Amazon space has changed quite a bit in the last 10 years that I've been here. And I've seen a lot of people leave Amazon saying that there's no way to make money as I have a whole new crew of people who are coming in each year saying this is the best thing ever. And really what I've seen is when you get complacent, when you feel like you have things figured out and you're not constantly looking towards the horizon, kind of looking for where the market is moving that's when you become obsolete. So we're always looking at, you know, where is the market going to be in a year, in three years, and setting our goals. Um, the other thing we really do is we we do really kind of work backwards. Um, I, we set a goal as a company, and then we break things down backwards. Assuming we hit that goal in the future, we work backwards to identify what needs to happen today, tomorrow, next week, in order to make that goal predictable and not just a hope or a wish. Uh, and that's really has made a big difference in us being able to consistently generate miracles. 
and how that's connected to your habits to learn? Um, I wouldn't have gotten to that goal setting thing if I hadn't been taking a lot of personal development and reading lots of books. You know, as I was reading books and taking courses, we've done uh, a lot of like personal development stuff over the years. You know, you pick up a little piece here, you pick up a little piece there. And then that helps you kind of refine the process of goal setting and forward movement that works for your style and uh, your work habits. Um, because I think that sometimes people say, oh, well, you know, this guy that I like, this author I like says to do this. Well, this is the only way. You know, you have to keep reading a lot of books and being exposed to a lot of personal development, like listening to podcasts this, like this to hear what's working for different kinds of people to develop what really works for you. Mm. My final question, before I ask you what is the best way to connect with me, my final question is my mountain question. And as my listeners already know, I've been imagining this journey of entrepreneurship as climbing a mountain. You know, step after step after step, and then you are looking to reach the peak, and when you reach the peak, usually you're looking to climb another peak. Sometimes you need to go down in order to reach the peak. At some point, I started to ask my guests, and that's what I'm asking you, whether you ever climbed a mountain or wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? Well, you know, I live in I live in a desert <laughs> in a pretty flat area. You know, I, I've gone up ski lifts, and I love Disney, so I love all of the mountains at Disney, the Space Mountain and the Thunder Mountain, all of that. Um, when it comes to our entrepreneurial mountain, I think that when I was young, I was much like you know, you see those eighteen-year-olds that go to a mountain and they just want to run up and run back as fast as they mm-hmm. can, and it's it's about the accomplishment. Um, and as I've gotten older, and you know, honestly, I physically can't run up that mountain quite the way that I used to. Uh, it really has forced me to look at where can we take a break? Where am I going to plateau for a moment, not forever, but for a moment so that we can regroup, regain our strength, make sure our resources are ready for the next climb. And that has really made a huge difference in the quality of the life that I can have and also the pacing that I set for my team. When I was running up and down that mountain, I was exhausting my team and it wasn't really fair. And I look back to some of the employees that I had at that time period, and I feel like I could have done better by them um, because we did run so fast and so hard for so long. Um, Now, you know, I had somebody who came to work, uh, came to apply for us. And, you know, they're like, well, I'm really great at working 80 hour weeks and you know, I, I told him, I was like, that's not what we do here. You know, I, I want you to have a life. I want you to spend time with your kids. I want you to play so much Candyland. You can't mm-hmm. even look at that game anymore. Um, you know, so it, it's a, I think now I'm really more, as I'm doing the mountain, I'm enjoying the climb more and trying to really look at, there's sometimes where we, you know, we say, you know, it's, it's rainy. We don't need to climb today. We can stay here for a day to kind of look. We can stay here for six months to kind of really look and make sure we're going up the right path, not just the first path that we find. Mm. Love that story. Robin, what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Um, you can find me on Twitter, AMZ Robin Johnson, R-O-B-Y-N-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. Or you can find me on my website at Marketplace Blueprint. 
uh, it, I have, if you are trying to sell uh, on Amazon and you're, and you're, you're finding like you're frustrated with listings, I have, a, I can, will do a free mini audit for uh, anybody, a quick five minute video of one of your listings. Uh, and I have like a 20 page guide that will show you about listings. Uh, and so if you want to go to that, you can go to marketplaceblueprint.com forward slash show, S-H-O-W. And um, I have some free things there for your guests. Mm. Sounds great. We will put all of those links in the show notes of this interview. Robin, I would like to thank you so much for being here today. It has been a very interesting, fascinating conversation with you. And your story is really inspiring. Thank you very much for the chance to share it. I really appreciate it. Mm, it has been a pleasure. And take care. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.